It's time for a Shway Media Podcast. On this episode of Bands We Love to Hate, how many times is Sam going to say Meteora Theory instead of Hybrid Theory? Why is there even a point on discussing a band that's good on an episode of Bands We Love to Hate? Is Tim out of his mind? All of that and more on this episode of Bands We Love to Hate. Well, obviously we have a podcast in making part... Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bands We Love to Hate, a show where we take a band that we, as a music-loving society, have deemed just awful and um, give them one final look and listen to see if they're really as bad as we think they are. My name is Tim. I am your host, one of them at least, and I am joined today with my co-host, as always, Mr. Sam Schwegler. Sam Schwegler, Schweezy, the foreplay king, as some people call me. Sam keeps trying those nicknames, and maybe these will stick. Um, you decide by reaching out to us on Twitter at BWLTH or on Instagram at Bands We Love to Hate or on Facebook as well at Bands We Love to Hate or on our website, bandsweloveTohate.com, where you can listen to this show as well as all the other shows on the Shway Media Podcast Network. All right, so um, today um, we're going to talk about a band um, that is near and dear to both our hearts and to most people's uh, from the 2000s um, who you might ask yourself um, why are you doing this band they don't suck yeah they don't that's right Um, but it's more I think the genre people hate on so Sam what band are we going to be doing today today well apparently we have a podcast on lincoln park and yep we're discussing the band lincoln park um i want to preface that before we get into this conversation obviously we're going to be talking on um chester bennington's suicide but i want to be clear that we're going to take that into consideration but i don't want to feel like we're patting everything down with that you know right that makes sense agreed but yeah um it uh was a very tragic event and uh he will always be remembered by all of us for being probably one of the best rock and roll singers and uh songwriters of his generation honestly um so um lincoln park here we go let's get into their basics So they were formed in 1996. Um, They were originally called Hybrid Theory. You might remember that as being the title of their first album. Um, And they also went by the name Zero. Um, I believe it was for, or no, they were, sorry, there was Zero first, and then they were Hybrid Theory for a show, and then it became Lincoln Park. My bad. Got them mixed up. Um, Formed in 96, and then after Chester passed away, um, they went on a hiatus and are... We don't know what they're doing right now. They haven't done too many interviews uh, as of late. Uh, just a few, just discussing Chester and uh, the, the uh, potential future of Lincoln Park. But uh, they uh, were officially on Machine Shop and then Warner Brothers. And as far as their albums that they released, um, they released seven studio albums, three live albums, two compilations, one of them being that um, kick-ass one with Jay-Z. Um, several video albums, 67 music videos, 10 EPs, 35 singles. They're on soundtracks. They've done remixes. They've done the whole shebang. And um, if you're looking for um, performances, which we'll talk about later, the only one you need to worry about is Live in Texas because it's the best one. Uh, and that's not an opinion, just a fact. Anywho, uh, so social media, 5.2 million on Instagram, 6.11 million on the Twitters, 60 million on Facebook, 12 million subscribers and 16 million monthly listeners on Spotify, and their number one song on Spotify right now is In The End um, with, uh, let's see, 593 million listens, followed by Numb. What I've done, Numb and Encore by them and JC, and then one more light. Uh, yeah, and then YouTube subscribers, 14 million, and with Numb 
being uh, the number one video at 1.1 billion, followed by In the End at 814 million. So people still listen to the shit out of Lincoln Park. Um, so I, why do why do you think they suck, Sam? Like, or they they don't suck? Like, why do you people? What do you think people shit on them? Is really what I'm. That's the better way to phrase that question. I want to say because. I, I want to get. I'll get more into my like legitimate opinion. I'm gonna go with other people's opinions, um, the ones that don't matter. So with Lincoln Park, we kind of roped them into the category as you know they're mostly relevant. I would say early 2000s with uh, Meteora Theory and uh, what's the one Hybrid the Theory. One? Hybrid the Theory. Meteora. <laughs> God, Sam. <laughs> just mixing them all up. Meteor theory and, uh, you know, one more minutes to midnight. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I like put those two because that's when they, I think those were their two biggest albums. They were. And then everything else after that kind of like they wanted to not do that same thing again. Consciously, I found out, mm-hmm. which makes me like them more than I when I was mad. They're like, why aren't you doing that same shit again? <laughs> so I was a kid. <laughs> I don't know. And I know new metal kind of gets a bad rap. Yeah. Um. And I guess they they technically are new metal. I mean, what do you like? What what is fucking new metal? Like I, I understand what new metal is. I would like I I throw uh, like Stone Sour and um, who else would it's POD be good, um, POD? Well, see that's the thing. There's rapcore, which is kind of blends into new metal. So which is why I think that all kind of ended up in there. Because when I think new metal, I think like I said, Stone Sour or Raw or Trapped. That's T R A P T. If you yeah, remember that, they're base. I think they're strong. I'll take you. <laughs> God, that band is trash. But they are, actually, they are we all, should do an episode on them. Oh, please! I listened to them way too much. <laughs> I would love to take a shit on Trapped. So, <laughs> in my opinion, if we're gonna go with like why people say they don't like or would deem them hate worthy, I would say because since they kind of fall in that new wit, new metal genre, a lot of the artists and bands in the new metal area era mm-hmm. kind of trashy right like perfect example is limp biscuit like it's you yeah. want to go with the rap core shit which is what i think truly if like if i can boil the entire this entire episode preemptively down is that you don't hate lincoln park you hate limp biscuit that's it full stop because they're mm-hmm. they're the rap core band. They're the one that everybody knew. Lincoln Park was still the biggest one in the world for a long time, but at some point I'm sure Lent Biscuit was too. But yeah. they were the garbage people along with it. Like they were what set that up of like, oh, rap and rock sounded like a good idea, but then ugh, then they did Nookie. <laughs> like Yeah. Gro- like they're they're Fred Durst's Eminem was right to shit on that man. <laughs> He's a shitty person. Which we will definitely do Lint Biscuit later on, folks. We promise. God, I'm, I'm tired of these <laughs> the cancer you make me listen to. Yeah, that's that's a <laughs> terrible example, but a perfect example at the same time <laughs> to use for that band. But yeah, they. Uh, I think they Lincoln Park just gets stuck in the line of fire of the rest of those bands. So and like, I feel like if we're gonna go, you know, if we're gonna call them new metal. Which I feel like is a weird. I don't. I say uh, rap core, rap rock, if anything. Like I don't classify them as the new metal, but they get shoved into that, and they're listed as that. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think you know they have a lot of hip hop elements. rock, new metal, alt metal, rap rock, electronic rock is what they're listed as. Yeah. Like, and with you know they they had a lot of that rap influence in their music. Yeah. And they mixed it really well because it's kind of one of those things you have to take a chance mm-hmm. if you're actually gonna make it in the music industry. Yeah. I mean, or else you're gonna be every other country artist in Nashville. Right. So you have to kind of like take a risk, and so you have to do something different. Doing something different means taking a risk, and, and it doesn't. And they did. I mean, like with their influences, you know, being like Run DMC, Public Enemy, and if, like in Rage Against the Machine, the original rap rock band, yeah. pretty much. Like, and a kick ass one. Like, oh, yeah. we'll never do an episode on that other than a Bands We Like episode. Bands. They are. Or Bands We shit. Love and bands then we Cross love. Out. Cross to Out. To hate. hate. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, but yes, they just. Yeah. I know. I know. They weren't an overnight success, though, and they were on the MTV a lot. I feel like Linkin Park kind of gets stuck with... I feel like people confuse Linkin Park with other bands, not necessarily in their music, but kind of in what they look like. 
mm-hmm. as people. Cause I'm yeah. like, well, they kind of look like Yellow Card a little bit, and Yellow Card has a couple good songs, and they just kind of start making does really look like bad the guy music. From Yellow and, Card a little bit. Uh, I, it's Chester just, and him. They kind of look similar. Like they're, yeah, they're short. Like well, he was blonde at one point, but uh. yeah, I think <laughs> yeah, in do. his later years, I uh-huh. think he had darker. He had hair. black hair. Yeah. Yeah. He, well, because he bleached it, man. That was yeah, the I shit. Mean, <laughs> that was the '90s and thousands. You bleached those tips, or you went full bleach, man. And I don't know, Justin like maybe did the same thing. Maybe <laughs> you could hate on their like personal like clothing style or choice, but then maybe that's that doesn't have anything to do with their music. You know what I mean? Yeah. In in regards to the music, I mean, style is one of the big marketing things right now. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't feel I feel like they get confused appearance wise for other bands like what do you mean you know like yellow card or limp biscuit and you know oh, anything yeah, else yeah, in yeah. that rap rock genre they'll just get lumped yeah again yeah they just get lumped in with all of that so unnecessarily I, even though they actually do a good job in the fact that jay-z wants to collab with them dude for real and then oh my god perfect segue into something like that Jay-Z, Linkin Park, did a kick-ass one. That concert was awesome if you ever watched that. Um, if I can find it, I'll link it on our website. I forgot to watch that for this. It's such a I listened to the album, but I didn't watch the concert. Anyways, they did that. But then Ja Rule, as he does, um, wanting to copy Jay-Z all the time, at least back <laughs> in the day, um, did a collaboration with one of our other favorite bands on this show, Sum 41. I don't remember. I don't remember any of it other than a performance they did i believe conan o'brien and if i can find that i cannot believe we didn't talk about that in that some 41 episode son of a bitch well i'll go back and add it so you can watch it for yourself it's not good i remember that much i remember it being fucking terrible versus like numb encore coming out like six months earlier and being wowed so yeah perfect and yeah they're and the production, you know, Jay Z is very much you know, he works with Dre, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the time. So yeah, Dre is known for his production quality. And their production quality is just top notch as well. Mm-hmm. With Lincoln Park. Good. So yeah. they're uh Mr. Han, their uh DJ guy, man, he is the beats that he created for them yeah. are all just so good. And you can tell that even in like when it's supposed to be real drums, they recorded real drums, mm-hmm. and it sounds yeah. like real drums, which in a situation like that, and metal these days is typically drum samples, which nothing wrong with that to a cent to it. There's a degree on which I feel like you can use them, but when you're like replacing fake real drums with fake drums mm-hmm. to like mimic a bat, like a mimic a fake performance, that's kind of where oh, I draw the yeah. line. Yeah, this I, is just producer talk on oh, my Oh, for end. sure. Like, I I don't like that's become a more of a commonplace thing now. I've noticed than uh, what they were doing back then. Like, if they did a drum machine back in the thousands, one we would have noticed because drum machines were terrible. Yeah, like back then. Uh, well, this isn't. I'm not necessarily talking like drum machines. I'm talking more like sample replacement. Oh, oh, it, oh! I see what you're talking about. Like, if they fuck up, they try and like put it in with a computer program yeah we're yeah. like edm oh. drums it could be a yeah, real drummer no. playing but it's going to be samples and that makes sense mm-hmm. but with like lincoln park since it is technically in the rock genre oh, absolutely replacing like a real drummer playing with a like a real drum set sampled mm-hmm. just is just not right and they always record i'm like these drums sound good <laughs> yeah like if i've ever heard a rock and roll band like if they ever use like a drum machine or drum like just drum samples like they're intentional but if i've ever heard one that just used that just as a filler like i would shut it off like that would like and, and like trying to pass it off as real could like go fuck yeah. yourself that's not lincoln park so so yeah they're, they're very good so yeah we collectively hate them for almost no reason um they have no most hated songs um i guess the one every if you want to consider it anything when everybody sings would be in the end or crawling i guess people can make fun of sometimes but well that's I more mean, like that's just it's a good song jabbing it's at a, it, like joshing it like i'll say it's a lot more like i miss you the tom DeLong verse yeah. uh-huh. it's like where are you yeah when i'm and like it's a good song uh-huh. but like it's it's easily memeable yeah it's, it's easily just, me- exactly yeah, easily memeable like they're and i mean they've never like they weren't like 
little babies like smash mouth were when they just got so pissy for so long like mm-hmm. they just you know they embraced it or just ignored it like adults you know <laughs> yeah and i mean like it's it's kind of one of those things where i feel like a joke has a meaning and it's all in good fun it's never like intentionally to hurt someone you know mm-hmm. and that's why some people get mad when everyone gets offended on everything because it's definitely not the intent of what yeah. someone was saying and yeah. you know it was just like andy you know like i try so hard and got so far and then someone's like in the end it doesn't even matter right yeah <laughs> it, it's like that song's catchy the song is good that's why you're quoting it because it's fun to it's fun to do you it. know it's fun to do it and it's a good song and like you can't deny that yeah like when you've it's like when um it's a loose example, but when um, Patrick, not Patrick Stewart, um, uh, whoever played Captain Kirk, uh, he didn't like um, being associated with being Captain Kirk for so long. And then like Leonard Nimoy sat him down and told him like, you influence this whole generation. You need to. You William know, Shatner. Hap- Thank you, William Shatner. Um, be happy with that. And he ended up embracing it later on and smash mouth finally did that at some point. Yeah. After like, you know, that the thing with the seagull, the, the, with like its eyes light up or something. Uh, the, somebody once told me name, I guess. So, yeah. yeah it's, it's, like, it's hilarious. It's back and then like, yells. And like, don't get mad at that. And yeah. So to me, they're the antithesis of Lincoln park. They're one good at their jobs and two, they're, you know, not little babies about being made fun of. So, and I guess the real thing is when you realize when you're going to be a musician, there's a good chance you're going to have one song that's far oh, more yeah. popular and, than all your others. And, you know, that I think I saw... Like, the some, bank. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I saw some performance of Huey Lewis in the news doing Power mm. of Love, and they're just like, you know, when we wrote the song, we didn't realize we'd have to play it for the rest of our lives. So here we go. <laughs> I mean, yeah... Uh, you can tell sometimes when you really got a like a banger in your head and that you've released like it's like uh that's a plague upon the world but in a good way so Mm -hmm. speaking of their music let's talk about their musical ability so are their songs technically good sam yeah, I mean the I've been talking about hard. the Fuck production yeah. quality, <laughs> arrangement quality is good. Mm-hmm. Um I do want to talk about that. Um when am I allowed to talk about Spencer's uh yeah, was it did I say his name wrong? Chester. Chester. Spencer, I don't know why I said Spencer. Chester, I want to talk about his vocal abilities. Um oh, yeah. am I allowed to do that Absolutely. now? Absolutely. Yes. So <laughs> he was the he, he's the best singer I've ever heard. Not he is best, like far like, I was listening to Lincoln Park today just for episode prep. He has a far better singer than I thought he was. I knew he was mm-hmm. pretty good, you know, obviously, especially in the rock genre, but mm-hmm. he's actually really good. What he does is he, he has, like, the very nice, you know, the pretty singing voice, and he'll use that for the verses, and he does a lot with the choruses. It's like this scream singing, but it's not like, mm-hmm. you know, your typical metal screamo. It's like yeah. it's not really a pitch. It's just kind of a register. It's like notes, but it really it's a really good way to emphasize – um, a chorus because they are they have poppy choruses if you say pop music anything can technically be considered pop music as long as like you know it has a chorus and verses and mm-hmm. the chorus is catchy and that's a lot of songs so let's, i'll just say the chorus he did like this scream singing with it and i'm like you know it's really good and like he did a really good job at it too and um i believe a lot of those albums were for really pitch correction was very well used yeah a lot i mean i think it was probably a little bit but it might have been i mean they're produced by major producers so there's i mean they're yeah high quality warner brothers released albums there's probably some pitch correction on there if but but we don't even then there's a difference in my mind every producer has a different train of thought but in my mind you can fix pitch but you can't fix a bad performance you can't fix a you really can't fix a bad singer mm. no, in my no. mind you can't they tried with paris hilton and failed yeah i mean that we could go countless just you know people who became celebrities and decided to make music yeah but you can't fix a bad performance and that's what 
that's really what it is. That's the re- my real opinion mm-hmm. on pitch correction. You can't fix a bad performance. You can fix the pitch of the performance, but you can't fix a bad performance. And with Chester Bennington's performance ability, it was astronomically amazing. And I don't know how I didn't notice that until we started doing research for this episode. Mm-hmm. But it is, and, you know, shoes on my face. Shoes on my yeah. Like, and, yeah, that, I think that's another thing that people don't like about this. They don't like screaming in music. Like, mm-hmm. this is also, it ends up being just another classic case of just not your cup of tea kind of a thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you, one, it takes a lot of talent to be able to scream like that, like, and still keep your voice. Like, um, there's a girl, uh, shrimp, or woman from uh, a band called Arch Enemy. They're uh, just a metal band, and she teaches screaming. If you ever want to learn oh, how to scream properly, um, look up, just look up. Woman from Arc Enemy screaming tutorial, I think. I'm pretty sure that would be there. But, um, yeah, she's probably the best screamer I've ever heard in my life. And uh, he, yeah, he can go between those two. Like, if you can go between those two on a dime like he does, uh, or like the dude from Slipknot, too. He's yeah. pretty goddamn good. Um, Corey Wake- Wakefield, is that his name? Or is that, I think that might be a friend of mine. <laughs> I was just sorry if that is a friend of mine's name. I don't know. I just say Corey. (laughs) Corey, yeah. um, Corey from Slipknot. Corey from Slipknot uh, and Stone Sour. uh, In Iowa. In Iowa. Just the state of Iowa. Yeah, Slipknot's from Des Moines. Oh, yeah, that's right. They are from Iowa. Crazy. Oh, Tool is from like Phoenix or something like that. Yeah. But I feel like in, in regards to Lincoln Park, though, and the idea of screaming and music. Yeah, it may not be some people's cup of tea, but mm. the way Chester did it was so musical. Yeah, which exactly. In a, in a lot of m- typical music that involves screaming, it's not very musical. It's like, mm. so you want me? Dun, 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 you know? Yeah. He was very musical about it. Mm-hmm. Plus, mixing all of their, you, and you'll, if you, there'll be a video on our website to, um, for, they covered um, Rolling in the Deep, by Adele and oh, yeah, he kind of do does that. that scream sing thing with that too like because like that's just how you hit some notes that's how I have to hit some higher notes like uh, my whole background is rock and roll singing for the most part thanks Chester for that uh, and like it's dude yeah they did a really good job kind of felt like Matt Shinoda didn't know how to play the song at first which it's a really easy song to play <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it, it could have just been. Just, just, I think he was just dicking around on the keys, but like it's like I think it's just G and C, and that's it. Uh, but oh no, wait, that's um, that's Hello. Never mind, that's a whole different thing. Uh, the that's another Adele song that's very easy to play. Anyways, has not anything to do with this, <laughs> but the very good singing ability in that. Not to mention, Jude one, their drummer is absolutely incredible. Oh, yeah. Mr. Han's DJ abilities and. I mean, the guitarist, bassist, and I guess Matt plays guitar too sometimes. I I don't know. I noticed. I don't really notice the music ability on that. Like, it just they seem pretty standard there. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. There's nothing that wows me. There's no soloing. There's not. It's all pretty straightforward. If there's any soloing, and things that you focus on, in the songs, it's uh, Chester, and Matt's vocals, and then the DJ. Oh Matt's, yeah. I guess. Like, and maybe just the regular, like, tune to the song, like, Somewhere I Belong or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, they're good musicians. Um, it doesn't aggravate you when you hear their songs. Um, I hope. In my mind, it's just like, oh, shit, this party's fucking lit. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, we should do lit. Maybe. I don't know. Do people hate lit? If you hate lit, tell us and maybe we'll do it. <laughs> it's like a band I don't, think anyone, I don't think anyone remembers lit. I don't think anybody lit. remembers lit. <laughs> they had that one song in Titan AE, which is a great movie that all of you should watch with Matt Damon and uh, Drew Barrymore. Sci-fi cartoon. Amazing. But uh, yeah, I don't think anybody remembers lit. We're not doing lit, people. <laughs> but we are going to now They did talk- my own worst enemy, right? Uh, yes. Okay, yes. yeah, that shows uh, up on all my emo playlists. <laughs> yeah, they were, like, the first pop-punk, like, emo band, I guess. Like, like when it started, like, moving into that, out of the 90s and into that, like, away from Eve 6 and uh, more into, 
uh not a yeah oasis um that kind of shit like when eve six dropped off the face of the earth you know off topic a little bit but i don't like the gallaghers just who are the gallaghers oh they're two brothers yeah yeah they're they seem like dickheads yeah Uh, but nobody hates Oasis. Like, yeah, they have some <laughs> so, they have a like, lot of good songs. So. Yeah, like they're I I like their music just fine. But yeah, I watched a, a interview with uh, who's not in Oasis now, who left, which one, Brian or Ian, or or those even or Liam names. or Liam Ian, is it Liam and Ian? I don't know. I watched an interview with them. He seemed like a complete showed, but yeah, it was on uh, Jim Jeffries. Like, but yeah. Anyways, fuck those guys. Good music. Lincoln Park's better. Um, and yeah. now let's talk about their lyrics, right? Now. Come on. I want to people. Okay. Lyrics. Um, so are they good? Yeah. yeah. I think they're fucking great. Um, oh, yeah. They're, there's This is a really short part of this because there's really nothing to say. Like, their lyrics are good. Um, they write all their own songs and they, you know, convey exactly what any human struggles with you know just regular emotional pain the shittiness of society you know uh what was um what i've done was like one of their first like i don't know if it was a first but like a political video yeah. that they did about um you know i guess american imperialism or something uh it was really kind of what it came off as during like that was during a it was during the you war know. in Iraq stuff. Yeah. Um, like that when that, like everybody was releasing like protest stuff, which is happening again. I don't think protest music ever goes away in general, but uh, like nah. when bands, like when it becomes like a mainstream thing to do that, like they were pushing that, but they, they genuinely care. Like uh, ever since Vietnam, yeah. it's always been here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hell before then with uh, Woody Guthrie. But, um, yeah, like they're some of their best songs. Like, God, their last song, very last one, "One More Light." If you get a chance to listen to that, it's about a friend of theirs that passed away, and uh, it's beautiful. Like, such mm-hmm. a good song. Uh, it's one of the last ones on their last album, uh, and yeah, easily, easily one of my favorite songs of theirs. Like, and very like good vocals in Chester and everything, but. And in their later albums, I think they co-wrote some with Julia they did. Michaels. Uh-huh. They co-wrote and she a is, couple things. She's phenomenal. She's the one that uh, she wrote, uh, actually wrote for Bieber, um, I think. She's, the, yeah, she's yeah, written for she a lot wrote, of people. She wrote Sorry. Is that the Bieber song? Yeah, that's yeah, a Bieber song. The one well, she wrote uh, on Selena know. Gomez's uh, mm-hmm. album Revival. And I remember listening to that album like, these songs are like deeply dark and mm-hmm. beautiful. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, <laughs> like was, Selena Gomez as like, because Selena Gomez is kind of one of those artists where like I like a lot of her music, mm-hmm. but you don't really see a lot of struggle in her life. No, yeah, it's, uh, there's no. <laughs> I mean, there's probably some, but, maybe, but like I'm know. not. I think she's she's had some health issues, but besides yeah. that, like she's had a lot of good luck going her way. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, how is she writing all this dark music? I'm like, and I look at the writer, I'm like, oh, oh Julian Michaels, yeah. Which her music dark dark person listen to her Lincoln Park, (laughs) yeah, very 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 weird but also awesome collaboration. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they did uh, when I was watching a um, an interview with uh, Chester and uh, Mike. uh, If I've been, I think I might have called him Matt a couple times. uh, I hope I didn't, but talking about like when he um like were so used to writing their own songs and then he like met with not her but somebody else like asking him like so what do you do for a living like you just write songs for people and he's like yeah and the guy explained it to him later how it all works and he's like that's amazing and like he walked him through some stuff and then brought him on to like uh help with some of the lincoln parks new albums and uh so and then julia julie is that her name julia julia good morning Uh, julia (laughs) oh god uh and yeah it's just like which i personally like i'm very pro write your own damn music but like still having somebody that's just some people are just very good at writing songs Mm -hmm. and not they can't perform it's like a yeah. Millie Vanilli scenario, except it didn't go full Millie Vanilli. 
way. Well, with Julia, she had like she has really bad anxiety, and uh-huh. so like she was writing before she started being a performer. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of like how it all worked for her. Oh, I didn't know she was a performer too. I don't. Oh yeah, no, dude, her, her music. Oh, top notch. I need to check her out fully. Then her the music. She is Bay. Sure. What does that mean? Um, before anything else. Uh, okay. Right. Uh, I won't tell the story of what I thought. Oh, I forgot. You're me. you're in a healthy relationship. That doesn't. That has nothing to do with that. Uh, well, you can't have a bay if you're in a relationship. Oh, uh, well, I mean, she is my bay. She, I love her before. Not Ju- else. Not good morning, Julia. We'll post that to our Facebook so you people know what the hell we're talking about. All right, well, let's take a break. Um, When we come back, um, we'll talk about their music videos, their ever-so-awesome music videos. This episode of Bands We Love to Hate is brought to you by Weebly. At this point in time, having a website for your business, band, photography, or just for personal use is critical. The thing is, website design is super difficult. I would know I'm trying to learn design and it is awful and very hard. With Weebly, you can create a beautiful and stunning website that will attract everyone who sees it. Creating a website using one of the already amazing templates or create your own custom design with their easy to use platform. Using the link in the description, you can create your own stunning website today using Weebly. This episode of Bands We Love to Hate is also proudly sponsored by DistroKid. DistroKid gets your music out to multiple online retailers and saves you the hassle. This is great for artists who write original music or if you want to upload a cover as well, maybe a Linkin Park cover. I don't know. That's up to you to decide. They'll even get you the license you need for that cover to save you the hassle. DistroKid is what I use for my music. It's what Tim uses for his music and what I will continue to use for my music for years to come. I love DistroKid. I am proudly sponsored by them and I will always talk them up even if they don't pay me. You can get 7% off your first year by using the link in the description of this episode of DistroKid. And if you didn't look that up immediately, it's still in the description of this episode. So click on that, sign up, and get your music out to the world. Now, let's get back to the show. Wait, 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 not so fast. Turn this hipster chill wave shit off. What is this? Play my theme. It's America, the podcast. There, that's better. Hello, America! It's me, Thebadias A-Starred, a.k.a. the Bastard, a.k.a. the embodiment of an only hope for America. I'm here invading this commercial, as it were, for, what is this, bands we love to hate? Is this what you've been producing in my absence? Yes. Please just keep reading the ad. Fine. I'm here to tell you that my show, a show that's more important than anything you will listen to on the Shway Media Podcast Network, a show that scholars call more culturally relevant than the Bible and This Is Us combined, a show called America the Podcast, returns August 15th for me to scream directly into your face and ears regarding the goings-on of America. And if you're saying to yourself, please, no more politics, I say directly back at you, yes, more politics, and I'm going to scream it directly into your face and ears. We are in a war no matter which side you are on, and I am here to tell you which side is the best side for you. This season of America, the podcast, we will be discussing the different political parties that make up the American political system, starting with the Green Party, followed by the Libertarians, the Constitution, the Democrats, and the infamous GOP. Unlike our past seasons of America, the podcast, we will be discussing these political parties in a nonpartisan way. That means we will be discussing them in a way that just shines light on what they actually believe in an effort to help you realize which party you belong to so that you can make a clear voting choice in November 2020. We will also continue our old segments such as Rapid Fire News, Did You Know This, and introduce new segments as well. Not to mention our profile videos for every candidate running for president this time around. So remember, come August 15th, tune into the season premiere of America the Podcast! 
in audio format on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts, and in video format on iTunes and Funny or Die. That's right. My very important words are now going to be screamed directly into your face as well as your ears. For more information, visit americathepodcast.com and shwaymedia.com. And now, back to whatever the hell this show is. I mean, honestly, why are you wasting your time on this and not space adventure? And we are back. So we've gone over their basics. We've asked ourselves, why the fuck do we shit on Lincoln Park when they don't deserve it at all? Or do they? Who knows? Um, we've more or less determined that people just hate new metal. Um, we've gone over their lyrics. We've gone over their musical abilities. Now let's talk about their music videos. So um, I fucking love their music videos. Um, the oh, their music videos are great. Yeah, their mo- number one on YouTube is, like I said, uh, uh, it's numb at 1.1 billion and then uh yeah lincoln early <laughs> then the lincoln park music video then in the end um after that and then what i've done which is that was on minutes to midnight uh right yeah yes it was um, oh yeah the new divide that one was fucking that was yeah that was just weird and spacey and i didn't like it that much castle of glass was also okay the crawling yeah Burn It Down was crazy. And Faint. Faint is my fucking favorite video they've ever done. Hands down. And it's nothing but a performance, more or less. That's my favorite Linkin Park song, too, for that matter. You want to hear a fucking good scream? Faint. Goddamn. I'm passionate about that song. <laughs> but yeah. Which one did you like? I like, you know, in the end. I mean, I don't know. Music videos mm-hmm. always like the song. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, like... That one was, that one, like, what the fuck was going on in that video, if you've ever seen it? Like, it's in Egypt, I think? Or yeah, I think so. <laughs> what is going on? Like, then a desert turns into, a, a, like, a Garden of Eden? Like, are you, what the fuck is, I don't, I guess it's maybe the interpretation of that song? I don't know. I mean, because in the end, it Numb was pretty matter. literal. Yeah, that's true. Numb was literal and really sad with that girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that video. That that one always made me uh, like more emo when I was a kid watching that video and like relate to that. I loved that song, and I love the encore version of it as well. Cause mm-hmm. goddamn, Jay Z can do no wrong. One of their coolest <laughs> videos is Breaking a Habit, though. That anime oh, one. Holy yeah, that mother, was really cool. That is a cool video. Oh man. Uh, I didn't see. Yeah, I missed. I was waiting for the end is also listed on their YouTube page and Catalyst, uh, but I don't think I remember seeing those. I didn't watch them this time, but watch them afterwards. They seem by the thumbnails they look cool. Somewhere I Belong was badass. Love mm-hmm. God, I love Somewhere I Belong. That whole Meteor album is my favorite, but it's I know not the best one. Like I said, it should be Meteora Theory. Meteora Theory. Honest honest to God, yeah. Meteora Theory is... um, Name of the episode? No. Uh, We'll figure that out. Cold Open Joke, yes. (laughs) Cold Open Joke, yes. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, they're they're just both so fucking good. And yeah, they're live performances too, for that matter. Like I said at the beginning, like, and it's linked on our website, uh, the Live in Texas record that's one of the cds i remember paying a lot of money to buy because it included the dvd and the album and then i think a copy of hybrid theory as well uh or not i don't know at least had a copy like a oh it was the first one i think it had like a digital copy or something like that a download code or something um but that is one of the best album live album names for me personally because i'm from texas and that's just i don't know it's simple and good and that performance whole concert is fucking rad and like, it's easy to figure out where the concert was recorded from where it was it rec- i didn't even uh check for that 
You mean Texas? Dallas? Oh, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> that you meant the specific stadium. Like you can tell. <laughs> like I didn't even know. Like live in Texas, I'm like, oh, I wonder, I wonder where this where is recorded. Oh, it's in it's in the name. It's like Fair Texas. Enough. Yeah, and it's like Texas, Nebraska, balls. or something like that. Yeah, Texas. Yeah, sure. Like they're sweating their asses off in the video too, because it is hot. One of the. It's an outdoor show too, right? Uh huh. Yeah, it's in. I remember, yeah. I think it might be up in Dallas. Um, God, outdoor shows Houston. suck. Dude, outdoor shows are fucking awful. I was at Ozfest, um, like I don't know, a long, long, long time ago, and uh, Rob Zombie was playing, and he had like black uh, soles on his shoes. And um, I think they were like those Goodyear tire ones um, that they had come out with. And he's like, you know, y'all really don't know how to do weather in this state because my shoes are fucking melting. And because it was on a black stage for some reason, they thought that was a good idea. And, Metal. And fucking his shoes were melting as he was performing. And I was like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> that's the worst thing I've ever heard. I would leave and I would be mad and want to be paid more. Jesus. But. Yeah, it gets that hot here, folks. Uh, so if you're from Texas, you can attest. If you aren't, well, you know, good for you. You're from somewhere else. I don't care. Anyways, <laughs> so, yeah. What do you think, Sam? Any thoughts on their, anything else about their videos, performances, and the like? No, they're great. Well, wise words from a wise man. All right, so, cultural uh, cultural giving to what? What am I trying to say here? How did they affect the cultural? How did they affect our culture? <laughs> I mean, like, I, don't I just remember as a kid, everyone was into Lincoln Park. Like, oh, for being sure. into Lincoln Park was cool. Yeah. It was cool, or you got made fun of by the jocks that didn't like Lincoln Park, but secretly actually liked Lincoln Park because fucking everybody. But in the Lincoln end, Park. it doesn't even matter. In the end, it doesn't matter, and that's one of the things I have also noticed in my like lead up to the show. One, uh, everyone likes Lincoln Park. I don't think I've ever come across a person that said, "Yeah, I hate that band." Like, even my own girlfriend who doesn't listen to, like, metal music or anything like that fucking loves Linkin Park. Who, I mean, like, worst case scenario, I would say, so it would be, like, my opinion on uh, 21 Pilots. It's like, mm. oh, I think they're good, but, yeah, I'm just not that into them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. they, you oh, recognize their like, talent, yeah. but sure, they're good yeah. songs. You're just not into them. Yeah, it's like, uh, that's what would be um, Chainsmokers for me. Like, they've got something going there, but, nah, hard pass. Real hard pass. But not Linkin Park. Everyone loves them. Everyone loves them, like, all over the world, too. Like, they are yeah. fucking huge. They went platinum and diamond and all of them, like, multiple, multiple times. Like, they did not just affect this country. They affected every human being on Earth. Like, Minutes to Midnight went four times platinum. Fucking uh, A Thousand Suns went platinum, and nobody even listened to that album. Living Things went platinum. Nobody listened to that one either. Hunting Party all, went platinum. We just all bought it. Like, and like, yeah, I just want to support the band. Yeah, like One More Light went. One More Light went gold. That's the only one that. How does that one the only one that didn't go platinum? Like usually, like shit goes crazy after somebody dies. Like Hybrid Theory went eleven times diamond, or no, eleven times platinum, which is diamond. Uh, and Meteor went seven times platinum. Like, that is fucking crazy. It's crazy. They were so big. And they, people still love them. Again, 16 million current listeners just on Spotify. And that's not counting Deezer, people. That's not counting Deezer. No <laughs> one uses Deezer. <laughs> Dude, my friend um, just finally caved him. Who, I don't know why he was, like, only staying on SoundCloud. Uh, but he put his music out everywhere else and was like like now i'm up on deezer and title i'm like good <laughs> but yeah you're good with spotify and itunes and everything else i mean like, i know some people who use title <laughs> seriously so. i yeah, never it's yeah but i mean it's not i mean when you look at like them as a business it's not too bad i mean i get it's the lossless sound that you get but 
you have to pay so much money. Like Spotify has just got that name recognition at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not to mention, like, I don't listen to it on a big speaker ever. Like, yeah, I, I mean, the only reason I would need title is if I was one. It's like I was DJing maybe, but even then titles limited or something like that. If I just wanted to be lazy and run shit off of a website like I used to do. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I was the worst. I'm not a good wedding DJ. That's why you I mean, didn't I play the jitterbug. Oh, God. Listen to Sam's next episode. Is that what I'm on? We're going to do the jitterbug. I think we I'll, told it, but I'll, I'm okay with doing it again. I'll tell it again just in case. It was a long time ago I told that story. But, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll convey on you much music business and tales of old advice. Much music business advice and tales of old. That's how that phrase should have been said. Oh, it's been a long day. And I'll talk about Marilyn Manson's penis. So There you go. But that's where that stays. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> back on the subject um, of their cultural, you know, influence. Um, yeah, they they influenced everybody. Like, they added to the counterculture of, you know, angsty youths and, you know, kept rap core in the mainstream after Rage split up. Um and yeah, they were just the, they were them and so many other like emo bands that came out then songs that actually talked about people dealing with depression and dealing with shit in their lives. Like that was the mainstream, like before then it, I mean, not, not too much, you know, think about what pop music's always been for so long. Like it was forced down their throats within sync and every other teeny bopper thing in the 90s and before then like there was some good real raw music in the 80s or something like that um, in the 70s but we were still fed the bullshit and finally when you know we had enough as a at least our me and Sam's generation getting sadder and sadder Linkin Park and many other bands were there to like convey our exact feelings and some people can't and that is why I loved them so much they that stained too for that matter people can shit on stained all they want but stained was great and yes yeah, also had a, that guy's a good songwriter and a very good musician he is also somebody that fucking fell under aaron lewis and the rest of his band fell under that because they were discovered by fred durst but they fell under the whole thing of being associated with Limp biscuit like that, I firmly believe Stain would have been a bigger band if it hadn't. If they would have, they were only a big band because Fred discovered them and put them out there. But they, that was also their same downfall at the same time of being mm-hmm. associated. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I love Stained, but so yeah. Do they do something new? Um, oh they, yeah, they did new metal. Ta <laughs> uh, ta. Well, no, like didn't the idea. I think. Did I the real like, idea, because I did hip hop in rock music. They did it different than like Limp Bizkit did. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Oh my god, they and did the, it. And like and Limp Bizkit set it up and they dunked it. Like, and Limp Bizkit didn't set it up that well either. Yeah, and like like I think I was talking about earlier in the show. Uh, you have to take a risk if you actually want to make it in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Billie Eilish right now is killing it. Yep. Yep. And you know she's taking a ton of risk mm-hmm. risks right now. Woo can't talk anyways but yeah that's basically what it takes to make a good album you have to take Mm -hmm. risks you have to take chances you got to put yourself in debt Mm -hmm. you gotta drink boxed wine yeah sometimes or just uh all the right songs and keep going yeah like the with speaking of billy eilish um one of the things i one of the interviews i was watching with them uh is like they mentioned like how you know, they kind of were there at the beginning of the whole genreless thing too. Like with them being rap core, but also new metal, but also rock and roll, but also screamo, but like all that shit. Like they didn't really have like that's why we've been like struggling to. That's why they have six or seven fucking genres listed on Wikipedia. Like, is there they aren't they don't have a genre. They're just kind of all over yeah. the place. Especially because their first two albums were well similar to each other. They weren't similar to Minutes to Midnight and you know, the fucking hunting party or whatever the hell it's called. Uh, I forgot. And, uh, yeah, they were, yeah, the hunting party. That's, man, that's a weird name for an album. Uh, yeah, they were nothing like that. And they, they had some, you know, screaming, 
parts to it, but it was just, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like the reason they're even in the new metal category, because right now, as we're talking, you know, music stores, like if you're going to a music store, like a music, they sell music, Mm -hmm. it's going to be vinyl records. Like a Sam Goody? Do you even know what Sam Goody is? That sounds familiar to me. Oh my God, so you're that age. Fuck you, man. All right. Somebody listening to this knows what Sam Goody is. It was like Virgin Records. Please, God, tell me you know what Virgin Records is at least. Oh, yeah, I know what Virgin okay, Records is. Cool. It's like Virgin Records, <laughs> only it was more – you had to have piercings and tattoos to work at Sam Goody, like straight oh, up. Oh, that okay, music yeah, store, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, God. trust me, I I bought all my – I bought Green Day CDs. I bought a ton of CDs in my day, son. Good for you, not using and, Napster. You know, Anyways, back to my point where, you know, when music stores were a thing where you actually could had to go somewhere, buy music, mm-hmm. when you didn't want to go on iTunes because your yeah. parents wouldn't let you get a credit card or a debit card or whatever. <laughs> get a wait to somebody give you a gift card for your birthday or something. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you went to a music store, you bought a CD, you put it on your computer. Like, Linkin Park, that was their era of when they made music. Mm-hmm. And so when you go to a music store, what do you do? You go straight to which section of the genre you're super interested in, kind of search mm-hmm. through the CDs, look through alph- alpha- alphabetical order, and you go from there, you know, try to find what you want. Nowadays, you know, the genre doesn't really matter just because everyone gets their music from Spotify or Apple Music right. and Deezer. For, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, and like it, the genre doesn't matter because you're not searching necessarily by genre. Maybe if you want to listen to a playlist, mm-hmm. but exactly. if you're going to listen to a new artist, you're not going to do it because they're in genre suggestion. Yeah. You're so, no, I mean, that's, I, it, their algorithm is great on Spotify for the most part. Like it make like it pulls things that I've never would listen to on my own. Like I have playlists I've set up, but when I listen to those, it like brings the daily thing that Spotify sets up. It's great. It's oh yeah, so great. Like better I than YouTube's so algorithm. Oh, Can I tell yeah. you about YouTube's algorithm? So I yeah. went from watching world star hip hop fights, street uh-huh. fights, to middle school high middle school news. What? How the fuck did you get there? I don't know, man. Dude, yeah, their algorithm's fucked right now. There's some shit we could probably talk about in your show later on. Uh, my but show, where anything goes. Where anything goes. The Schwedcast, where anything goes. Marilyn Manson. Marilyn, no, Schwe- the Schwedcast. The Schwedcast. Marilyn Manson's penis is not going to talk about itself. I, I w- want to have this printed on business cards for you, but I feel like I shouldn't. Anyways, <laughs> so enough <laughs> just, about that. Just a business card that says Marilyn Manson's penis is not going to talk about itself. <laughs> That might get people's attention, uh, but it also might get Marilyn Manson to sue me. So. Did I ever tell you about the, I was at a part, Memorial Day party, and someone was like, hey, you do a podcast? Yeah. Is it any good? No. no. <laughs> yeah. It's not. Should be upfront about it. It's probably what people are saying about us right now, but right, probably man. not. You guess what? You know what, people? You listen to podcasts for the banter. Deal with it. So, they, uh, yeah, they added... They kept us all around. They kept us, you know, listening to kick-ass hardcore music and kept metal, put metal in the ears of people that wouldn't rather listen to it. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? That That's how I view them, like, for the most part. It was like, anybody, you can hate fucking, you know, Static X or Slipknot, but you, you, you'll like Linkin Park. Mm-hmm. You can, oh, yeah. Everybody can agree they hate Limp Bizkit, though, so... Um, were they assholes? No, not at all. They, in fact, uh, were, were and are uh, very good people. Um, so much so that after Chester passed away, they um, hooked up with his favorite um, charity, which is Music for Relief, um, for the One More Light uh, charity that they started, which is obviously based off of that song. Contributions will support Chester's favorite music for relief program, solar suitcases, solar electricity kits for health clinics in remote areas without electricity. Um, there will be a link for that in our description for this episode on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts uh, so that you can donate there if you want and check that shit out because it's awesome. Um, and one thing you could say about uh, that man is that he had one of the kindest hearts uh, 
out there. Anyways, so now we are back down to the final areas of the show. We've gone over their music. We have um, gone over their videos. We've gone over their lyrics. We've gone over their cultural impact and who they are as people. Sam, are they hate-worthy? Absolutely not. They are. Yep. <laughs> they just don't deserve it. I mean, I think if you do think you hate Linkin Park, you're probably mixing them up with another band. Exactly. A hundred percent of the time. Like I want, if I will be happy to engage with any human being on the internet about this, like, please feel free to personally message me and I will convince you why Linkin Park <laughs> does not suck. That is, yeah. they do not hate. Like, so yeah, scale of one to 10, I'm a 10. Um, I'm an 11 personally. So you, mm-hmm. what do you got? I'm giving them a nine, and like I, like I'm gonna say here, Meteor Theory, that era, <laughs> yeah. as we like to call it. Yeah. Um, those two albums were bangers, you know. Mm-hmm. With Jay, the one with Jay Z, also a banger. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe the, you know, the song quality. I don't want to say it dropped, but it just wasn't as good. They they weren't able to hit lightning twice. No, consuming. yeah. And so I, I'm just giving them a nine for that. Well, you could argue that they did with the amount of times all their other albums went platinum and gold. Like even uh, One More Light yeah. went gold uh, in several countries and apparently platinum in France. Yeah. <laughs> oh my but God. But I'm just saying if I'm going to go back <laughs> oh, Italy and, and listen to Linkin Park, I'm listening to Hybrid Theory and Meteora. Like I'm not mm-hmm. going to listen to any of their newer oh, stuff. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's why I'm giving them a 10. Like in a lot of cases with a lot of bands, they could even get lower. They would be lower mm-hmm. because of something like that, in my opinion. But yeah. I think Linkin Park, the quality is still there mm-hmm. with those albums. I'm yeah, just, it's absolutely. just not my thing. Right. So exactly. That's why I'm giving them a nine. Like everything else, like perfect. Yeah. Like I could, you could apply that same thing, like, like you just said, like to say, you know, uh, some 41 or any other of the bands we've done here. And I, yeah, I would say, like, I think, yeah, we could actually. Sum 41 is a perfect example of that because they had two good first albums and then it just kind of started to slide. And I mean, for me, I guess there, I don't remember what I rated it, but a solid 7.5 or eight, maybe yeah, less than that. Like, but with Lincoln park, like they sound, they sound so much fuller than mm-hmm. those other bands. Like there's so much more like depth of sound to their music versus half the bands that came out then. And they were still taking risks after Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And so I don't want to dog a band for taking a risk. Absolutely not. I, so that's, that's why I'm giving them a nine. I, you know, obviously I agree with your 10 rating, Mm -hmm. but I'm just going to give them a nine because we can't be giving tens on this show to everyone. I agree with you and this is likely the only 10 i will ever give um because... probably like the closest we've agreed on to a band though oh absolutely oh sure like i i've seen our list of all of the bands we have in store for you poor schmucks and um i don't they're... think they have to listen to the music though you can they they can we listen we list all our research we list the music for them if you want to you know be a part of this. You can listen on our website, bandsyoulovetohate.com. You want to torture yourself? Well, no, you can't like listen we torture on ourselves. our website. You can listen through the links to the Spotify's, or just fucking find them on Spotify. It's pretty. The thing about Spotify is like every artist has like a best of playlist. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, and that's that's another great thing. You can listen to their best songs, the ones that are I think they're the most listened to or whatever, and that they. Aggregate. It's kind of like an order, and like, mm-hmm. they have a lot of their songs. Uh, yeah, it's really the easiest way if you want to start listening to a band. Just. Mm-hmm. Do right, that, but yeah. made and research then, for the show super easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sam just cannot bear to go. And by uh, honestly, I don't blame you, man, <laughs> because you're gonna have to also go through a uh, uh, band I can't say yet. Um, but and once Halloween gets around, you'll know. God, Anyways, know what band it is, and yeah. I've like been doing <laughs> micro chunks of research for this it's entire not year. Marilyn Manson, I can tell you that much, people. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, um, but as we have uh, mentioned at the top and um, bits and pieces throughout the show, um, Chester um, took his own life um, on the 20th, uh, I believe it was the 20th of July in 2017. And after um, you know, bouts of depression and some other things, 
um, which we won't get into. Um, but if you or anybody out there um, is struggling with um, just your just struggling in general, and you need somebody to talk to, you can reach out um, to the Lifeline at one eight hundred two seven three. 8255. That's 1 800 273 8255. And somebody will be there just to talk to you. We all need somebody to talk to sometimes. And we both um, of us highly endorse um, seeing a therapist and getting in control of your mental health because that's so important, especially nowadays with every terrible thing in the world going on and bringing us down. Not to mention things that likely are affecting your personal life. Um, you need to take charge of your mental health and seek help when you aren't feeling your best. Um, so yeah. Oh, and you can also fun fact tweet at the lifeline, um, at 800-273-TALK. Um, that's, uh, on Twitter. If you would prefer to do that, don't know why you would. Twitter's a weird place. Anyways. Um, so yeah. You can uh, find a link to that in our description as well, along with the One More Light charity. Um, so we want to thank you guys um, for listening to the show. And um, thank you so much, Lincoln Park, for uh, the music that you've provided all of us. You can find our show on iTunes, Twitter. No, no podcasts aren't on Twitter. Um, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher is what I meant to say and shwaymedia.com and bandswelovetohate.com um you can find us on twitter at bandswelovetohate or sorry at bwlth and on instagram at bandswelovetohate and facebook at bandswelovetohate you can find sam at on instagram of course just sam schwegler there you go simple as that um you can find me at timmy two-step that's eyes not a two you can follow shway media podcast network at shway media and um that's it. And now, Sam, drum roll, please. What is our next band-ish? It's not necessarily a band. So I what think is- we're going to get to our greatest artist of this entire we're gonna season. We're going to go weird on you guys. I'm going weird. <laughs> greatest so artist. So if you're, if you're a fan of the Schwedcast, um, which you should listen to, by the way, it's literally the worst podcast on the internet. It's the worst, right now. but it's like great if you want to learn about music business and songwriting as well. It's just, and Marilyn Manson's penis. Yeah, Sam will not let that meme go. So there you go. It's, it's a childhood thing. But anyways, it's we're talking... <laughs> So we're talking about Chris Gaines. Now, a fan of the Schwedcast somehow got my address and mailed me a copy of Chris Gaines' Greatest Hits. And so, luckily, because a lot of Chris Gaines' music has been wiped off the internet, I'm able to actually send that over to Tim Dude, to like stream, not earth. to download, to stream so he can listen to it, so we can talk about Chris Gaines and do all the research we need to do and give you everything we like about Chris Gaines. I really like that. I really like that. And we, during that month, we'll post all of the Garth Brooks, Chris Gaines memes that we can. Uh, And I've never once listened to Chris Gaines ever. It's hard to music define. And honestly, as an actual fan of Chris Gaines. He removed himself completely from the internet. There's nothing on the inter- you can't usually you can find music uploaded to YouTube or some shit for any band. It's gone. The only thing he had it uploaded to was his own streaming service that is now defunct. Which I love. God. <laughs> Anyways, we'll get more of that. Garth Brooks is kind of like the Jesus of the Schwedcast. Okay. And he, we're still trying to get him on episode one hundred. Man, let's hope. I don't think he'll do it, but he may. You never know. It's got a year and a half, I think, from <laughs> But I guess but I guess the real challenge is as me and my parents were at the Country Music Hall of Fame Museum, they said my dad, my wonderful father, said, You don't want to interview Garth Brooks. You want to interview Chris Gaines. Yes, absolutely. hundred percent. But I don't think he wants to do that. Like Yeah, that, true. I don't know. Like we could try. Will it happen? Likely not, but we're gonna get a goddamn try. <laughs> <laughs> okay anyways anyways but chris gaines is jesus and he is a member of my he is a member of the Airbud studio and forever will be like part of my heart so i'm really excited to talk about chris gaines 
And if any of you are actually able to find his music, it's actually so far, it's really good. I like that. Only thing I remember, like joke referencing, it was a Family Guy thing where they told Stewie that his punishment was to listen to the entire extended album of Chris Gaines, with including the bonus track. He goes, I oh, I hope it's a ballad. I'm like, what is Chris Gaines? And I looked it up, I was like, what the fuck did he... Garth, what the fuck? <laughs> and <Stop> honestly... <laughs> there's a reason why Garth Brooks is, like, the second top-selling artist in the United States behind oh, the Beatles. Dude, he really is. Oh, fuck, that's right. And yeah. you're going to find that out next month on Bands We Love to Hate. All right. Yep. Yes, you will. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, have a great month, and we will be back in your ears shortly. Bands We Love to Hate is produced by Shway Media. The show is hosted by Tim Philippi and Sam Schwegler. The show's theme is by Sam Schwegler, and all other music is by Sam Schwegler and Timmy Two-Step. For more, visit bandsweloveto-hate.com. And don't forget to check out this month's band, Lincoln Park, on Spotify and at lincolnpark.com. Thanks again for the tunes, guys, and rest in peace, Chester. Your songs and words will always live on in the hearts of your fans. Now this is podcasting.